It's Concrete Coins with Jessica Myers. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Concrete Coins. My name is Jessica Myers, and I am your host and driver of this experience and this journey to getting you to your seven figures in real estate. I am joined today with my sorority sister and friend, Ms. Sashay Williams. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining us um, and being part of the fold. The vision really that I had for getting involved in real estate investing was really to help build economic wealth for those in my immediate circle and those that I could touch and really just help to expand your knowledge in real estate investing. It's a tough journey out there. And sometimes you just need a little bit of guidance. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about reaching the person, not the 20, you know, 30 year great you have an experience, but really how do you help nurture and cultivate the beginner and intermediate investor? How do you go from, you know, this is my first or second project to now I'm finally getting the hang of it and I can master scaling my business. Absolutely. That's why I'm here, Jessica. I need (laughs) all of your gems, all of your resources, all of your knowledge to help me uh, along this journey. So the biggest thing um, and really what I wanted to focus on is, can I pick your brain? I am often asked that question People who want to get involved in real estate, they're like, I just want to pick your brain and get your knowledge. But it's like going to a surgeon and asking, how can I just pick your brain to get into surgery? And it's a little bit more than that. So I wanted to have this very open and honest dialogue and conversation with someone who had not been involved in real estate, interested in it. You've, you know, you've done some readings and things like that, but I just want to have a conversation. Can you just give us a little bit more of your story and where you are? on your investment journey and how, what shaped you to this moment? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in light of COVID-19, I was uh, laid off from my employer. So I was like, you know, I don't want to put my uh, earning potential in the hands of anyone else any longer. So uh, from there, uh, I decided that I wanted to So all the great things you were doing um, with real estate, I came out to one of your lawn chair learning circles. Lawn chair learning circle. It's a, it's a bit of a tongue twister. Lawn chair. That's why we're sitting in lawn chairs today. Oh, right. Look, I didn't even notice until you just said something. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. And so it definitely uh, piques my interest. Um, one of my mom's friends, he... Um, renovated a hotel and I was like I would really love to do something like that so fast forward a few years later um I was like you know I want to take the leap of faith and step out so I took the initiative to gain some knowledge and reach out to those who I know who are in the industry to kind of get some more information to see where I need to start because there's so much information out there it's like my head, I'm so overwhelmed in my brain that I need someone to kind of help me put it on paper to outline a plan to make sure that I'm following the steps correctly and able to reach my goals successfully. So that's one of the things um, on the pick your brain element. You can kind of get caught in an entanglement. Oh, not me. <laughs> I just didn't mean to put that out there. But you can kind of get caught in an entanglement of analysis paralysis. Yeah. To your point where there's, it's almost like saying, I want to cook. And I go to the grocery store. There's plenty of food that you can cook, right? You can cook. I mean, you can go down every aisle when you go to Kroger. And on something on every aisle, you can find something to cook. 
something, but there's so many options. You're like, what do I want to pick? Exactly. I'm hungry right now. What What do I have a taste for? So, yeah, just kind of having someone to rein that in and like focus, pick something, fix it, and eat. And and to to piggyback on that analogy. Getting involved in real estate can be a myriad of options. And that's when people say they want to pick my brain. I can only speak from the journey in which I've traveled. And I can show you based on that journey, here are some recipes for success that I've come across. So while, yes, you can pick from the bakery aisle, the fruit aisle and everything else, I can show you, look, we're going to sit down and we're going to bake a red velvet cake. And you're going to eat that red velvet cake. Or I'm going to show you how to make a salad. And you're going to see the nutrition nutritional value that it adds to your life and that's where even with real estate at some point you have to decide where is it that I want to go so yes I'm hungry but is it that I'm looking for an appetizer am I looking for a full course meal or do I just want dessert and so that's why when people it I, I kind of chuckle when people say can I pick your brain because ultimately I need to pick yours right because I need to see what is it that you're wanting to get from this experience. You know, it's not just cook me a meal, I'm hungry. But it's how can we put together the perfect menu that's going to not only appease your needs, but get you to where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Keep you full. Exactly. <laughs> so in understanding that we are building your seven-figure portfolio, I always like to look at it like a road trip, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> my grandma... You used to go to AAA, mm. and they would map out. Like, you had to go into the office. It was no MapQuest. It was no Waze or anything else. You had to go into AAA. You would tell them where you want to go, and then they would literally pull out this huge map, and they would highlight the streets, the roads, the access points. Really? And everywhere you were supposed to go to get to your destination. And that's exactly what I need on this journey. A guide you know some people can just dive in and take off but me I'm a, I, I'm a hand I need a hand holder I need someone to walk me mm-hmm. through um, and, and it probably has a lot to do with I need to trust myself more mm-hmm. but um, I do need somebody to kind of help me get to that level to where I feel confident um, to execute things on my own. and that and that's really what it is um, it's about building that compass or that guy and one of the first things that they asked when she sat down mm-hmm. of course you know triple a will offer you all uh, discounts and coupons right. and everything else one of the main things the first thing that they ask where do you want to go oh wow so with that being said this pick your brain session starts with me asking you where do you want to go are we talking short term long term well I like to break it up when I think about where I'm going on the journey. So, for example, we used to go to Florida a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So they even mapped out if your tank has 20, 20 gallon, it's a 20-gallon tank, and it's so many miles per gallon, we're going to map out some of the stop-offs or rest stops for you because this is going to be along the way, correct? Mm-hmm. So while, yes, we want to map out some of the short-term and mid-term, but when I start the conversation, I ultimately want to know what's With the, the long term. Uh-huh. And not even end game, because honestly, I feel like we're creatures of habit and we're constantly evolving. If you would have talked to me post-college, which, you know, we it's been some time since we had talked, I was journalism. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm working at CBS in corporate America. So nowhere in my sphere would I ever have thought I want to go into real estate. So 
I don't even, it doesn't always have to be like, what's the end goal in life? Mm -hmm. But where do you see this journey going for you? And, and what that means, so for example, your job. When you got your job, you interviewed, you were familiar with about how much compensation you were gonna get for the job, correct? Absolutely. Now, you thought you were gonna be there forever, and unfortunately, situations changed, but for the time being, that your eye was set on, I'm making $80,000 a year, and it was that long-term is that year. Now, I don't know if you thought about, hmm, I'm gonna be there for five years, so 80 times five equals, I'll get 400,000 over the course of five years. I don't know if you put that type of thought into it, but at the time of beginning the journey, it was, I'm going to make at least, let's just focus on year at a time. One year at a time, absolutely, that is me. <laughs> so, so we could take that same analogy, and I'm talking these things through, because I really want people to understand the same process that you were looking to, corporate situation be like Hugh I'm set I got 80,000 I'm good that's the same mentality I want to bring into the real estate mm. what is that number that will be that annual um, that annual destination that works for me interesting I haven't thought about that so I would like to pose a question to you uh, you know how how do you come to that number you know how do you figure out what is a reasonable number to uh, strive for? What should, what should be my first goal? But uh, for me, what I always think of is what are my monthly expenses? Okay. When I first got into this, to your point, I was working at CBS, and you know my income at the time was taking care of my needs. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I wanted to scale. I knew that I wanted to grow and make more money. Right. So then that's when I really evaluate how much money do I need to live a year? Mm -hmm. Because I think for me at the time, it was just, Cool. I know I make this amount of money annually. I know that, you know, I have bills and my bills are taken care of. But I wasn't analyzing and looking at my income versus my outcome. Right. So it, it really took a deeper dive in understanding, cool, what are my expenses? Because, you know, a, a lot of people say, oh, I want to be a millionaire. And I just want to get the millions and I'm going to do something that's going to pop. But honestly, when I got a $60,000 check from, you know, doing a real estate flip, that provided a lot of stability for me. Yeah. It didn't take the millions to get me out of corporate America. Mm -hmm. It took a shorter, um, finite amount of money because I realized I, my expenses, honestly, were only about twelve dollars or $13,000 a year. Oh, that's awesome. I had no car note. Mm -hmm. I was you know, able to stay with family to, as I built the empire. Mm -hmm. So my expenses were a little different. So to me, a short-term goal of 40000 was enough to buy me out of corporate. And, and I'm not necessarily saying everybody needs to go quit their job. Yeah. But the main thing is I want to own my time. Exactly. And I want to work because I want to and not because, because I, I have, have to. to. Exactly. So in, in looking at the destination of where I'm going, it really would take me to analyze and peel back the layers of how much does it take for me to live in one year? In one year, that way, bills are paid. I'm not worried. I'm not like, oh, I just have to go to this job just because. But in one year, how much do I need to make to take care of all of my needs plus some of my wants so that I'm good? And that's what I would look at to start on that first year journey into real estate. Okay. So, you know, after I do um, some... In a, some analyzing of my income and my financial state, um, and I understand, you know, what I need to sustain for at least a year. Um, 
what what is it that I need to do next, and what is what should be my next thing that I should look into in order to stay on this journey or a property? So I'm huge on smart goals. Okay. And smart meaning specific, mm-hmm. measurable, attainable, reasonable, or responsible, and then timely. So to hit the specifics, the very number, whatever number you come up with, mm-hmm. that is a specific number. Mm-hmm. So let's just say 80,000, just for the sake of this conversation. Okay. My specific number is 80,000. Measurable. Is there a way to know if I've reached 80,000? Because yeah. if I get $5, I got $10, I subtract that from the 80,000. Right. Right. And it's like, cool. At month two, I need 70,000 more to go. You're able to measure it. Is it attainable? To your point, that's where now we can start looking at the different strategies to get there. Right? Mm -hmm. And then is it responsible or reasonable? Yes, that's reasonable comparatively to what, you know, first year real estate investors make. That is something that's possible. And is it timely? That's when we're looking at it in an annual increment. So a year from you setting the date or getting started more so, because I think that's the thing too that holds people up um, is that cool. We got everything mapped out for the destination. I got this map. I got coolers in the back. I got everything planned out, but I just don't hit go. Right. So we, we can, now that we establish that we're looking at a year out for the average person, just see how you can now replace my current income maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, not even that I'm trying to ball out, ball to the walls, become a millionaire my first year in real estate. Let me just work to um, filling in my, my current salary. That's my goal. Maybe we okay. just start there. And then now, cool, let's say, you know, yeah, when, when my, my, my grandmother sat down with AAA, you know, we had established what car are we going to drive? What vehicle is going to get us there? Because if we go into Tesla, Tesla's great, stays on gas. But that charge can only get me so far so into far. my road trip. And if something malfunctions, that's a heck of an expense. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So now we get to determine how we get, now that we know the destination, we know how far it is, we know we want to go long term. Mm-hmm. Now I can start peeling away at what are those short term and midterm strategies that are going to get me there. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I think. The main thing that prevents people from pressing go is funding and figuring out how to fund their projects, especially um, without having to use their own credit or income or whatever you may need in order to get the the funding that you need uh, to pursue your project or to complete your project. So um, on the topic of funding, uh, what... What does someone need in order to get someone to fund their project? What, what should they do to start that process? So now that I know my destination, I would look at funding as the gas okay. to put into the car. If we're sticking on this road trip analogy, mm-hmm. funding would be the gas to fuel and power my project. Mm-hmm. So I still need to know, cool, my destination is 80000 mm-hmm. And we're just going to say that for the sake of this conversation. So now... I need to look into a deal that will somehow get me as close to 80,000 as possible. Will this come from one deal? Maybe not, but it may come from, hmm, if I can get this one deal to net me 20,000, 
And then if I can do this four times within a given year, then I've now amassed my 80,000 in my long-term goal. So now let me start to, so this is where you will have to have the education to peel back. And that's, so this is how you can use the recipes when you get inside the grocery store. Right. Be like, cool, I printed out this recipe from Brady Crocker and it said take this, this, and this, and then I should be able to yield, um, you know, my cake because I took two tablespoons of vanilla and I took, you know, two cups of flour. Mm-hmm. So this is where we start to put in the educational piece mm-hmm. because there is, you are going to need your, your solid education. Mm-hmm. So to your point, to get to the road trip, to get to my destination, I will need income of some sort. Mm-hmm. I will need credit of some sort. I will need experience of some sort. So, and what what happens is that tends to deter people. But what you don't know is you can partner with people who don't have, I mean, people who have what you don't. Okay. So for example, I see a great deal. I see that that deal is worth 300,000 when it's all fixed up and pretty. Someone's coming to me now and saying, hey, I have this house for sale at $100,000. Hmm. That house may take sixty to eighty thousand dollars worth of work, okay. right? That could net me and get me very close to my eighty thousand dollar goal mm-hmm. if I invest and do this project. Now, how am I able to come up with one hundred and sixty thousand dollars? Somebody has to come up with it. Somebody. So that is the question. How do we get it? So that's where you can leverage. So if I wanted to purchase a home. I would go to a traditional um, lender like Chase, Bank of America. You know, it's like, hey, I want a mortgage. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll fund it all day. Yeah. But when you get a house that doesn't have any appliances, that doesn't have any plumbing, electrical, it's not going to be insurable and those banks aren't going to cover it. Mm. So there is a special sector of banks specifically for the projects that are uninsurable and un. Um, it, and they're, and they, they're not funded by the Bank of Americas or the Fannie Mae's of the world. And they're called hard money lenders. Mm. Hard money lenders. Hard money lenders are lenders who will loan you money against those type of projects. They'll charge a little bit more in interest. Yeah. But they're taking a greater risk to do something that the traditional banks won't. Okay. And so how does a first-timer like myself, you know figure out that that resource is available to me? Well, for one, to your point, following someone who's been where you've been. Okay. And that's where, you know, ultimately I'm looking to build that network um, and, and create a lane where people understand, ooh, if I go see a hard money lender, a hard money lender will not only tell me based on my income, credit, and experience how much capital I can get access to. Um, I also know what I need to come to the table with because they will look at all of those factors for me and then they will tell me, cool, based on where you are currently with your job, without your job or how much money you have saved up, here's how much money we're willing to lend you when you find a deal. And so that's where through networking, I always stress networking. When I first got into real estate investing, I was going to at least four networking events a week. And from there, you meet people to build your team. The only reason I'm able to do what I do is because I have a team in everything that I do. But to get started with funding, now that you know the term hard money lenders, you can start looking up resources to hard money lenders and what they look for for people that they invest in. Okay. 
So then they will tell you the criteria of the percent of your deal they're willing to take. Okay. So for example, if you present them the deal for hundred thousand, there is 60,000 needed to fix it up. The house is now worth 300,000, correct? Mm -hmm. So they will analyze that deal and they will put it through their criteria. And they'll say, based on the criteria that we've set, we are willing to cover at least 80% of this deal. Okay. Now, before we go too deep into that, let's back up a little bit. So you mentioned that I had to present the lender with um, basically the comps for the property. So how do I gather that information? How do I even know, you know, how much it's going to take to fix the property? You know, how do I get those numbers so I can present that information to a lender to get my project funded? So part of building, um, building out your team, you are going to have at least four people on your team to start. Four people on your team to start. For one, the lender, okay. the person who's actually giving you this advice. The second one would be your realtor. Okay. Your realtor, you want to make sure you have access to a realtor that once you finish the project, will list it. And that way, because you know you, you don't have to pay them up front, but they do at some point need to get paid. Mm -hmm. So that's why you want to focus and pick the realtor that's going to list it on the back end, because now all this work that they've done is not in vain. Right. And so you want to make sure that they have that. You also, too, want to um, do your own due diligence. And that comes from, I'm not saying stay here, but at least know what the, the market can yield. You can look on Zillow. You can at least look on Zillow. Not, not saying that that's your end-all be-all, but um, they're going to have an appraiser that's going to be on your team too. And the appraiser is the one that's going to set the value. Now, you don't want to go pay an appraiser, but if you network enough and build that relationship enough, they can help give you guesstimates of perceivable value for an area. So that way you know that you're not barking up the wrong tree. But those elements are going to be necessary, and the fourth member on the team is going to be a contractor. Contractors are going to be the one to show up on the field. That's where we are a full service construction company. That's what I have. That's what I've built. Contractors that will show up, give you what's called a scope of work. And that scope of work is pretty much everything that you envision and everything they envision that will bring that house up to market to be able to sell for 300000 Okay. So once I know that here's my scope of work, they're going to be the ones, your contractors are going to be the ones that give you that number. Your realtors are going to be the ones to make sure that 300,000 number makes sense. Your appraiser is going to be the one to solidify that that 300,000 is there. And then um, your lender is going to be the one. They're going to evaluate the deal as well, but they're going to do the cost analysis to determine, is this a deal they even want to move forward with? Okay. And okay. All, of that, um, all of that being said, like I said, you can partner with these people so that they're now part of the deal and compensated some way through the deal so that you're not having to come up with the excess amount up front. Right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So piggybacking on you saying you need to build a team. Um, for a newbie like myself, how do I gain credibility so you know people will want to work with me and, and join my team and feel that you know my project or joining my project would be beneficial to them or you know they so basically essentially how do I get someone to want to be on my team <laughs> well I mean I mean you you always always look for win-win scenarios mm -hmm. whenever I meet with someone 
I, um, it's funny when you say pick your brain, I was doing informational interviews. Oh. And especially, and this is one thing that I learned from my career in New York, of informational interviews where you sit down and not only understand what someone did to get to where they are, um, but just understand what are your needs? Mm-hmm. What is some way that maybe I don't have it all the other real estate like you do? But how can I still be mutually beneficial? Is it that I can put you on to my grandma, my aunt, my mama, all these other people that need services right now from you, realtor? They need to buy a house. They need to buy, you know, they need to buy something. And I can put you in touch with all of these people. Let me make it mutually beneficial because you're not going to be charging me or I'm not trying to pay right now. Right. But I do need to grow and, you know, build my team. I do want them to trust me. I do want them to see me as a resource, too. So now let me maybe do some digging to understand what more their needs are. It's almost like I'm on this road trip now and I'm picking up hitchhikers along the way. Uh huh. And now with a hitchhiker before they get in my car, wait, can you put in something on the gas? <laughs> are you going in the same direction I'm going? Because I've already established that I'm going to Florida. Uh-huh. Right? Right. Through my roadmap. I've established that that's where I'm going. So now I'm saying, hey, are you heading in that same direction? Because if you are, I got some resources in the back. We can grab a snack and we can do anything you need to do to resources to help along your journey. So that's one of the things that I built a big thing of how do I provide? Let me see what you need and how can I be of some resource to that element of what you need to, so we all can ultimately make it to our destination. Absolutely. Now, in keeping with the hitchhiker theme, you know, there are some sketchy characters you can pick up on the side of the road, right? So how, how do you go about vetting those people you decide to partner with to ensure they have your best interests and they are truly on the same journey and path that you, and it doesn't have to be specifically the same path, but you know, you guys are pushing forward in the same direction. Now that is, that is a tough one. Um, and I mean, you're going to have to kiss a few frogs. Yeah. When I first got involved in real estate investing, if I knew everything that would have kept me, I would not have bought my first house. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have bought the second, the third, and the fourth. <laughs> I would not have had contractors selling drugs out of my house. <laughs> yes. If I had known all of these things leading up, but when I look back at my journey and where I am now, I needed that. Yes. I needed that first one to screw me over by $11,000 so that now I know and I'll be prepared. So really and truly, you, you have to build your own criteria mm-hmm. of what you're looking for, and you don't know until, until you, you know. start. Right. And no matter how much I can prepare you in this, that, and the third, that won't stop that contractor from you giving him a $30,000 deposit and him walking away, and you never hear from him again. No matter how no many matter contracts what. I give you, no matter how many attorneys you have on your team, you're going to have to kiss a few frogs. And that's just the reality of it. That's what you're risking. But the better the team that you're able to align with and associate with, they can tell you about the frogs that they've kissed. Mm-hmm. They can tell you about some of the trials that they've been through. Hence the point of this, um, this whole experience through the podcast is to let you know about some of the frogs that I kissed. And that way, not to say that you're not going to have your, your experience in growing your real estate path, but there are some pitfalls you can avoid so that you don't have to go down the same route that I did. But ultimately, finding a mentor that can help you to prepare a ready-made team. But you're going to have to kiss some frogs. That's the reality that none of us want to face. 
we want it all to be roses and rainbows and cakes and pies, never mud and dirt and, you know, but, crazy. But, but it's so funny because, I mean, just, just spiritually, it's been a journey and growth. I'm not going to lie. When I first got in real estate investing, I went to one of those weekend courses. I'm like, oh, come learn real estate here. Yes. <laughs> and so we can talk about that in a second. But in tandem with that, I was also doing a transformational journey. And that transformational journey is what helped me to understand that. And that, that's the crazy part and the irony I find in 2020 and everyone, even myself saying 2020 is going to start a vision so clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're just going to get clarity and all that. You don't get clarity <laughs> from clear. You get some damn chaos. And the crazier the chaos, the more, more the clarity. Clear. Right. Absolutely. Because although we have had some challenges this year, it did kind of um, change our perspective on a lot of things. So in, in essence, our vision did get clear. Exactly. It, a lot of things have become more visible. Mm-hmm. That's why all I feel all of these things are coming to a head because mm-hmm. um, it's almost like a bump. By the time the bump becomes a bump on your skin, it's already done the damage. Uh-huh. So now you can just peek a needle in, suck out the pus, and start to get to graphic, but and let it heal because it comes to a hit. Uh-huh. But there was already toxins that were underneath brewing. And I feel like it's been a lot brewing. And when people decide to get into real estate, it's already fears that you may have had that are displayed in other areas. And now that you know it's a change that needs to happen, it comes to a head and you're like, oh no, I'm scared. Uh-huh. But that's what you have to understand that you can go to a doctor and get treated. True. And that's what aligning with a company um, and what we're building and the teams that we're building and helping others to build teams and things like that, that's what we're dealing with. We are your solution to how you can deal with this trauma that honestly, it may just be mental. Very much so. And, and two, I'm speaking from personal experience, uh, not wanting to ask for help, you know? I struggle with that my whole life because I feel like I can do everything myself. I am a woman. Hear me yeah. roar. Okay, <laughs> I got this. I don't need anyone to help. But the, the fact of the matter is we all need help. Yes. And I think, and to your point, that's where people get into this analysis paralysis and that I can do it on my own. It's not that hard. Let me go do real estate investing by myself. Until you learn all the stuff, you watch every YouTube video there is, you attend every free conference you can, and it's nothing like getting your start and just taking the first step. Hence why our company is called Jump Start Development Partners. It's a play on the initials of the partners' names, but it's also Jump Start. Yeah. Get started. You're going to have to go through your trials, no matter how much I can help you. But I can at least help play out a roadmap. Like they, AAA can't stop me from the pothole. Or it, we just got off a road trip, and it was a couple of, uh, tr- truck tractor trailers that lost their tire on the journey, and it smacked into our window. And I was like, damn, like that was a big interrupter, inter- a wake up call. You know, I'm on yeah. cruise control, and now we have to swerve. AAA can't predict that. Definitely not. All they knew is that, look, you want to go to Florida? We're going to draw out the map for you to get to Florida. Now, however you get there, if you come across a pothole, if you come across traffic, if you come across, that ain't on us. And don't bring your car here. Don't bring your car here to come get it serviced. We'll come tow you. 
We got toe service. And use your resources. That is a great, I always mix it up, analogies and metaphors. Analogies. It's both. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a double entendre. It's both in. It's the metaphor that helps to break down a complex or seemingly complex. But that's why I want to liken it to that so that people can understand how practical it is. Very much so, because you definitely put an ease on me from before because my brain, I just felt like there was so so many things circulating that I felt like it was going to pop at any moment, mm -hmm. you know, figuratively speaking, mm -hmm. of course. But you just kind of helped me to take it, just take it one thing at a time. It's okay to take it one thing at a time. And I'm a person, I'm a big picture yeah. person. Yeah. So I see the picture and I want the picture. Yeah. Not thinking, oh, you got to paint. You got to, yeah. yeah. you know, choose your colors yeah. and. Yeah, because you over here trying to figure out, wait, who put the highway together? What's the asphalt for the highway? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You just make sure that the road paved can handle your car, and you're not trying to go build another highway. But to your point, people who want to take it all on themselves to save money or I don't want to pay nobody else. Yeah. But now you're trying to build the highway that you're driving to your road trip. Yeah. How long will that take? For you to be, I just want to do it on my own. Great. Well, you go build your highway. You go build your car. You go do all those things versus just trusting that with my car and the rubber meets the road, I'm going to get to my destination. Mm -hmm. Now, that is a gem right there, Jess. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So once you get access to hard money, mm -hmm. they're going to say they're going to cover 80% of the deal, right? And we said 160 was about our deal. You got your contractor who gave you that 60000 your realtor who helped to make sure that that hundred thousand makes sense. Mm -hmm. So now that you're at the hundred and sixty, the the um, hard money lender is going to cover eighty percent of that cost. Mm -hmm. So that's how I'm able to leverage myself or my partner that has credit, income, or experience. If I don't, okay. And by credit, I mean at least a six eighty or higher. Okay. You they will work with you at five eighty or higher, but you'll just have more interest because they're taking more of a risk. That is true. You want to partner with someone who has experience because not only do you need help in understanding where I'm going in this journey, but the experience lightens the load of the interest payments as well. Okay. So okay. you want the experience piece. And well, I, I like to go in order because I can call it ICE. Uh -huh. Income, credit, and experience, right? So my income is where I currently am in my current situation. Mm -hmm. What's going to get me there? So that's how much money I have saved up. Now, for the how much money you need for the deal. You want to make sure you have access to at least 10% cash capital needed to do the deal. So our deal we said was 160,000. Mm -hmm. So I, for something like that, 10% would land me at least 16,000 capital mm -hmm. cash. And that's to, that's not including the down payment. Oh, okay. So my down payment will be something for that deal closer to 32,000. Okay. Because remember the lender is covering 80%, which will leave about 20% for me to do so that's about 32,000 okay. right and that's just for that deal but if I were to like how much money do I need personally in my cash before I did a deal like that I would need at least 10% of the entire project so then now we're looking at 32,000 plus 16,000 32,000 plus the 10% of the deal so I need okay. 16,000 cash uh -huh. and I need 32,000 to put down to cover what the lender is not, not going to cover. 
Got you. Okay, that makes sense. So, and, and a part of that 16000 is not only going to help me with my um, the capital to get started on the project, right? Because, yes, they're going to give me 60000 but they give me 60000 over time. Mm -hmm. They don't just wire 60000 like, here you go, go renovate the property. No. What they do is, you do it first, and then we'll come back and reimburse you. Interesting. So, part of that 16000 is going to be used to help jumpstart your project. No pun intended. <laughs> but a portion of it is going to be used to jumpstart your project okay. and take care of the monthly note. Because okay. what a hard money lender is going to do, they're going to charge you interest each month. It's never going to touch the principal, but that's meant for you to get in and get out. Mm -hmm. Because if it was a regular mortgage and it touched some of the principal, they would have to be regulated by all of these big government entities. Uh-huh. And ultimately, a harmony lender is just somebody saying, hey, I'll take the risk that they won't. Let's get in here and let's do this thing quickly, expeditiously, and get out. Okay. So they'll give you the money at a high interest. All of the money you pay every month is high interest, but it's meant for you to get in that sucker and get out and get your money. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Definitely all of that was great information. So I know, well, I don't know. Is a lender going to be okay lending to me as a person, or do I need to establish a business? And actually, I'm glad you asked that question, because hard money lenders can only work with businesses. Mm. They cannot work with individuals or sole proprietorships. Interesting. So, yes, you do. And honestly, just for tax purposes anyway, it is smart to have a business for or an entity that can contain, you know, we all hopefully that are progressive and hopefully if you're listening, you're already in a space where I'm looking to do greater than my nine to five. And so that's where you definitely want to have a container that can hold that for tax purposes and hard money lenders require that you have this money in order to, um, <laughs> in order to get involved into a deal. So yes, you definitely, definitely, definitely need to have a business to deal with hard money lenders. Now, is there a particular way I need to set up my business? In well, I always say, because, I mean, you know, there is no one, one size fits all. Right. Even now, I see on those things, they put one size fits most. Because <laughs> I've gotten a few things, and I'm like, yeah, well, who, who is that all? <laughs> so one of the things I always say is talk to a, your personal tax professional. Okay. Because they can outfit your financial situation and what works. For me, I do have an LLC a limited liability corporation, and that services all of the needs that I have. Okay. But some people may want to be an S-corp, a C-corp, a trust. There are so many different lineations that I don't want to get into. I don't want to get into that, um, but we will have a tax accountant that we'll be talking to later on in this discussion that I think will help to add a lot of value to that conversation. Excellent. But for now, I always tell people, have your, that's part of your team is going to go see these professionals that will build up the best way to get to your destination. Okay. So, um, my last question, just, um, I just watched this webinar, um, and Pastor Dale Bronner, Bronner mm -hmm. uh -huh. am yeah. I saying his name correctly? Yeah. He, uh, was the speaker on the podcast and he said something that really, uh, stuck out to me is that ask the why, why you're winning. So to that point, what do you attribute to your success thus far in real estate? Honestly, it was more so freedom of time. Mm. I was so bent and bound on climbing the corporate ladder 
like literally in, you know, just from how I grew up. My family didn't have a lot of resources. So I knew that the second I could, I was going to work my butt off. And by 11th grade, I had a job at Fox 5 here in Atlanta. And I was like, this is my ticket. I'm going to skyrocket my way up this corporate ladder that, you know, you hear about, oh, it took me 30, 40, 50 years. I'm like, I'm going to get there before I'm, you know, 25. So I found myself at 22 working at the Nick Cannon Morning Show in New York at CBS in this perceivable success, climb the ladder only to feel hollow. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, this isn't the vision that I saw for myself. Because I was like, you know, as I see celebrity after celebrity, oh, the grand was popping. Mm -hmm. I had Bruno Mars. Hey, Jay-Z. Hey, Trey Songs. Hey, Gucci. Like all the hot celebrity stars. I was seeing them. I was meeting them at 22. The grand was popping. But this was not the impact that I was looking to make. Mm -hmm. And so that's what made me pause. And I was like, you know what? I was talking to my dad. And he was like, You've been so busy trying to climb the ladder. What if the ladder's on the wrong wall? Ooh, dad, come through. Because I done made it to the top of the ladder. And I'm just like, this is it. <laughs> but then the ladder was on the wrong damn wall. And now I'm just like, bump the ladder. I'm going to build my own. Mm-hmm. And that's what really got me and intrigued me to in entrepreneurship. But it didn't just start there. It was, it was a journey to pivot to where I ultimately am now. It didn't just come overnight. But, um, but that's where I, I speak to the transformational journey that I had to deal with as well. Yeah. I had to understand what was it about Jessica's mentality, not the knowledge. Because to your point, we had been to the webinars. Mm-hmm. We had been to the Come Learn Real Estate for this weekend. <laughs> but it still wasn't bridging the gap because I realized ultimately there were things in Jessica, not even real estate related. Because I can go to the 10th webinar to those that are here, you've been through all the seminars, but now it's what is it within you that's keeping you from taking action, even despite having information. And that's what the transformational journey has done for me. I realized as a 13 year old girl that was told no to sing in the choir. Mm-hmm. And they told me to keep passing the mic down. What? And I wanted to keep the mic and sing the solo, but that 13 year old girl was still running my decisions to this day. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I went back and healed that 13-year-old girl that heard no, that I was able to now be invincible and unstoppable when I face all of these challenges. I'm like, I won't let that silence me again. I won't let the fear of rejection silence me and keep me from where I'm to go in my journey. And that's what I had to deal with. That's what I uncovered. Because ultimately, that's what I feel like a lot of people who don't want to get in real estate or, or that want to but haven't. It's not the information. They're, they're saying, oh, well, I didn't know this or I didn't know. It's not the information. Hang that up. And I will tell anybody that comes. That's why we named our company Jumpstart. Mm-hmm. Because it's about, it's an inhibitor within that's stopping me from making the leap. And if we don't address that, I don't care what I show you. I don't care what you learn in this podcast. You will not get the victory. Never will you get the victory. Absolutely. So, okay, I did say that that was my last question, but... It's fun. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. So, you know, it is what it is. As a first timer, what is an actionable item that you would give me to do to jumpstart my real estate career? Find a mentor. Okay. We offer courses online to help with your journey and how to get started. Here are practical steps. Understand where you stand in that. And network your butt off to get people to help you. You're going to need, it's three main things that build your real estate success. Understanding the criteria for the projects that you get into. Understanding the terms that are going to be a win 
for you to do it. And then the networking that you do to make it happen. So building your criteria, understanding the terms of which you can go, and then who is the network that can make each of those things happen. And that's how you do it. Excellent. Thank you so much, Jess. This has been great. A lot of great information. Yeah, it's, it's been awesome. It's been a fun conversation. Great catching up with you. Thank you for being a guinea pig. Um, and the, one of the main things that I just want to tell you that no matter where you are in your journey, be sure to get your start. You know you got it. Let's get it. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in.